All right, welcome back to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. Today we're talking about profitability and we're we're going all the way out to Phoenix, Arizona to talk to Alan Kushmakov. And so if you're ready, here we go. I'm going to cue up the music and let's jump right in. Welcome to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast, where we have real raw conversations with industry leaders, finding out how to connect, support, lead, and ultimately make an impact and drive results in the lives of your agents. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel, and welcome to the show. All right. Welcome to the show, Alan, man. Thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, too. Oh, man, absolutely. So uh, I'm excited to have you here today. I mean, we're going to be talking a little bit about profitability, but we're going to go deeper than that. We're actually going to be talking about how to uh, scale uh, through through the agents that you're attracting, how to lead them, and having that conversation around profitability and helping people uh, not only drive their business, but drive their net worth, right? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Uh, Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Well, before we get started, I want everybody to know who is Alan Kushmakov. So can you tell us a little bit about you, your background and your story? Yeah. So um, came to this country when I was 13 years old uh, from a former Soviet Union back in 1990 on a Christmas day of 1990 with with my family, uh, two siblings, my parents, and end up in New York City. Uh, luckily, uh, my dad had his aunt here for 25 years. She was our sponsor. So um, we stayed a couple of weeks with her and then uh, found a place to live. Um, the first year, year and a half was difficult. I mean, being 13, 14-year-old boy, you know, going to school, wearing, you know, Russian clothes, Russian haircut and all of that stuff. So, you know, kids can be pretty mean and cruel, you know, uh, picking and everything like that. Didn't speak any lick of English or anything like that, um, but um, figured things out, adapted, um, started working right away, had to work, had no other way around it. I remember my first job was uh, handing out flyers outside of the shopping mall for uh, a tarot reader, like a card reader. Uh, she was paying me $1.50 an hour. So so the money that I made, I think it was like the first couple of days, I made like 24 bucks or something like that. It felt like $24,000 at that time. You know, made that money, brought it to my parents so they can go buy groceries and all that kind of stuff. So since then, you know, always, always worked. And, uh, you know, during the college years worked. So, you know, kind of gave me that that work ethic and, uh, you know, entrepreneurial spirit, if you will, uh, from from that point on. Um, got married when I was pretty young. I got married at 22 years old, actually got married on my birthday. Uh, so we've been married for almost 21 years right now. I have three beautiful kids, two girls and a boy. Uh, moved to Arizona back in 2018 with uh, the company that I was part of. I was in software consulting. Um, and uh, after about four months or so, we we got our news that uh, the company is going to be laying off some people. So I was the casualty of a layoff, which uh, at that time was it, it was it was it was hard because we were in the process of building a house and uh, we made that investment you know moving all the way to arizona from new york but uh you know you know whatever happens happens for a reason it was maybe a blessing in disguise because that really kind of opened up the doors to my entrepreneurial uh adventures if you will um so the next thing on the list was opening up a, a company at age 25 which was a luxury transportation company um did that for about 10 years uh sold it in 2012 uh, but during that time, we just went through a lot of hardships, as you know, through the Great Recession of 2007, 2008. Um, at that time, we had a company of about 40 employees, full-time, part-time employees. We did close to 
$2 million in revenue. And then everything just happened with, with the banks and, uh, you know, people just stopped using uh, limo services at that time because a lot of them were financially hurting. So uh, pretty much lost everything. Um, had to let go a lot of my people, great people. Uh, half of our vehicles were repossessed. Uh, uh, lost all of my rental properties. Uh, even lost my 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 primary residence at that time. Half a million dollars in debt. You know, it was it was tough. It was really difficult. I remember my my wife at that time, and we were pregnant with our second child, and. Uh, you know, the toughest part about this whole ordeal was the fact that, you know, uh, at that time she was back in New York because I was dealing with all the foreclosure stuff, you know, and um, she was giving birth to my son, to our son. And uh, I was not there to be there with her, you know, because I was so entrenched with all the crap that was happening here with the creditors and uh, losing our home, finding a rental, trying to figure out how to do, you know, make a payroll and all of that stuff. So it was really, really difficult and, and gut-wrenching, um, you know, but again, there's that old saying, you know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So kind of really prepared me for where we at right now. Um, fast forward uh, in 2013, decided to get into the real estate industry, got my license, uh, was a sole agent for first three years in business. Uh, first year, um, first five months were the most difficult ones. I remember the first couple of months after doing it, I was not Again, like generating any income at all. Uh, uh, three kids under age of five. Uh, man, my daycare bill alone was like $2,100 a month. My my mortgage was $2,000 a month. My two-car payments was another $1,000. So $5,000, that's not including food and clothes or anything like that going out. And I'm not making any money. I was even considered getting a part-time job, but I just stayed with it. I went out every single day uh, to the office, You know, made my calls, made my connections. And finally, after month number five or six, I got my first closing check. It wasn't a big check. It was like $3,000 check. But again, it felt like it was a $30,000 check because of everything that I went through. Um, so uh, solo agent for three years. So uh, first year sold 16 homes. Second year doubled my production to 35 homes. Uh, third year with an assistant. Uh, we did 75 transactions, about $22 million in sales. And then by the end of 30 years, that's when I started thinking about uh, building a team. Uh, out of necessity, I was just working 70, 80 hours a week. I was inundated with a lot of buyers, and I was not really trying to focus on the buyers. I always wanted to focus on the listings. So I hired two showing assistants. One of them worked out, became one of my full-time agents. And that's how I started building a team. Had a team for about four years. And then last year, right before covid Decided to open up my own brokerage, Best Homes Real Estate. Um, and um, we uh, onboarded over 125, 126 agents since then. Um, and then about seven months ago, eight months ago, we launched our own mortgage company. So, um, you know, so super excited uh, what we're doing. Uh, obviously, um, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of opportunities uh, ahead, but also a lot of obstacles that we have to deal with in the last uh, few years. Well, yeah, man, what a journey, what a story. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I, what I, what I heard in that, and I love this quote that you kind of put that we were talking the other day that you came up with and it said this, it's a great time to be in real estate. The opportunities are everywhere. You just have to do the work. Right. And I heard that's what you did in 2013, right? You just made a decision like, Hey, I got to I got to start working and got to figure it out. Man, I always want to be in real estate. It's just, you know, but but 
you know, I was surrounded by doubters. I was surrounded by people who were telling me all the time, like, man, there's no, there's no, there's no money in real estate. It's all commission based. And, you know, it's so inconsistent. And they're like, you know, in our Metro Phoenix area, so you know, we have like over 40,000 licensed agents. Yeah. So there's a lot of competition, right? So there's always like doubts, doubts, and doubts. And then, then like in 2012, after I sold the company, I was like, you know, what? I always wanted to do real estate. I always wanted to invest in real estate. And, you know, real estate, you know, owning a home and having a roof over your head is one of your key necessities in life. I mean, it's food, it's, it's clothes, right? And then shelter. So I was like, why not me? Why not do this? So I... I seeked out this, this, this guy who helped me out actually with one of my personal properties is short sale. And he was running a team at that time. He still runs a team, by the way, uh, Kevin Kaufman with Group 46 Stan. And uh, we had a great conversation. And I asked him, I was like, Kevin, if I get my license, I mean, do you think I have a chance of selling a couple of homes? And he's like, dude, like if you do this, like, uh, like treat it like a business, you treat it like a career, you're going to crush it. You're going to be fine. Listen to him. The next day I got my... Uh, uh, school registration done. And then after about a month and a half, I got my license. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I know you said last year in COVID, like launching had 125 agents added. So even during the pandemic and then along the way now launching a mortgage company. Um, so, so I want to, I want to, I want to transition a little bit and I want to talk about uh, the topic of the day, which is profit, profitability and stuff. And so can we dive into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do it. So, so one thing that that I've found is I've been interviewing and, and doing the podcast and talking to brokers all over the country. Uh, one of the things that is kind of a common theme is just like with real estate agents, it's finances that leads to freedom and flexibility, right? Even as as business owners, we want that, right? We want the freedom, we want the finances and everything else. But, um, and, and I appreciate you coming on the show to talk about this today because what you just told us is that you had to experience um, some hardship and now you've really put some things in place to help you protect against that with your profitability, reviewing that, actually looking at your net worth on a regular basis. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know where, you, where you're at and where you're heading. So you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't know where you're heading. So if uh, I'm going to start at the beginning, okay? So I'm, I'm a brand new brokerage. I don't really do this. Maybe I'm a great agent and I and, and I just decided, you know what? I'm leaving either my big box, I'm leaving my company, I'm going to go do this on my own and you're a great sales agent, but you haven't truly run a brokerage at this level yet. Where do you start like shifting your mentality around really tracking your numbers and starting to look at your profitability? Can we let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think what you have to really focus on is, you know, first and foremost is is the revenue piece of it. Right. As a as a, as an agent or as a team leader or as a broker. Right. Uh, the first thing that you really want to focus on is like, all right, what's coming in. Right. And then based on what's coming in, you have to set your budget of what's going out. You know, I always, always like and this is something that I learned back from 2007, 2008 is, you know, I got financially burned during that period of time because I overextended myself. I over leveraged myself with with vehicles and the lines of credits and, and having all these rental properties that were upside down and essentially pretty much kind of living like, like, yeah, you know what? It's okay. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. You know, I'm, I'm still like, you know, growing. And uh, I was not really leading with net profit. I was not really leading with revenue and that everything changed since then for me, it's all about profit. It's all about revenue. I want to make sure that we are in position to, whatever we can want to do in terms of the projects 
you know, the first thing that I look at is, is my PL. The first thing that I'm going to look at is my balance sheet. The first thing I'm going to look at is how much money I have in reserves and if I can support that particular project or endeavor going forward. Um, the, what, what, tracking your, your numbers is very important. I track my numbers every single day. I go into my bank statements every single day. All right. And, and are you using a program for that? Let's talk about that for a second. Are you using like QuickBooks or Zero or something like that? I use QuickBooks. Um, okay. We have a bookkeeper that, um, um, you know, works all of our numbers and uh, we generate P&Ls. I can generate a P&L pretty much every single week. Okay. Um, we generate P&Ls every single month as well. Mm-hmm. And not only P&L for my branch, but for other branches uh, that are part of uh, my, 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 my business. Yeah. So having access to the numbers alone is very important. It's amazing to me that, you know, I'm talking to some of the uh, top producing agents that are, you know, selling 40, 50, 60, 70, 180 homes, and none of them do P&Ls. Mm-hmm. None of them have P&Ls, right? None of them really tracking their numbers, you know, and, and having that information in front of you is, is super important. Any decision that you're making in a business, if you don't know your numbers, okay, you're being delusional. Yeah. Okay? Well, you're, you're rolling the dice, right? Dice. Exactly. You're rolling the dice, whether it's a hire, whether it's a new lead source, whether it's going and opening up a new office, for example, you got to have your numbers in place because if you don't, like you said, you're taking chances mm-hmm. and you're taking risks. They're not even really measured risks. And that's the recipe for a future disaster. Yeah. So I, I'm taking away from this and I love what you just said here and I put it up. And, and if you're watching, you can see it here across the bottom. If you're listening, revenue in, budget out, protect your profits. Correct. Like simplify everything. That's what you have to do. And then you also said this, you look at your, your, your revenue, you basically look at your numbers every single day. You can pull your profit and loss every single week. And in turn, like, I want to talk personally for a second. Like, I know you track your net worth, right? How often are you tracking your net worth? I track it every single month. Every month. I have a net worth sheet that I do, an Excel spreadsheet that I'm constantly updating on a monthly basis. Yeah. Right. And it has everything. It has, you know, obviously the revenues are coming in from the company. You know what the companies are worth, um, the the income that I'm generating from my rental properties, mm-hmm. uh, the income that I'm generating from the coaching uh, services that I provide. So um, all of that is included um, in in the net profit or or um, um, uh, uh, net worth um, sheet that that I use. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be that elaborate. I mean, all you can do is just have a sheet that shows all of the income streams that are coming in. Right, uh, every single month for for your from your businesses, right, and yep. then whatever is left, whatever is left, you know. So it doesn't have to be that fancy or anything like that. But for me, like I'm constantly tracking that, and I want to know. Like I, not one of those people, which I used to be before, where I would just look at my bank account once a month. Mm-hmm. But okay. guess. It would always play in my mind. I'm always be subconscious about, you know what? I'm not doing my job as a business owner. I'm not doing my job of going there every day or every other day and looking my numbers. And then I would get surprised how come all of this money left right by the end of the month and I have nothing left with. Mm-hmm. So now I check those numbers every single day. And if I see there's something happening where I don't like, I stop it. Yeah. Well, 
what I just took away uh, from you saying that was uh, if, if I, if I'm making a decision without looking at my numbers, I'm being irresponsible, right? I'm being irresponsible for not only my business as a whole, but I'm also being irresponsible for the agents that I'm serving, right? If I'm leading agents and I'm making decisions half-heartedly without looking at those, like it's a gamble. Well, it's a gamble, right? I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, irresponsible for your business, irresponsible for, for your agents, your employees, uh, yeah. irresponsible when it comes to your family and your community. Yeah, All those things are connected. Look, it's one thing to be kind of like, like delusional when it comes to maybe sometimes you can embellish things when it comes to your friends or say a few things when it comes with your friends or whatever it is. But when it comes to numbers, when it comes to business, again, like I said, it's a re- recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you're not real with your numbers, if you're not real with your revenues, if you're not real with your profit at the end of the day, you know, you're you know, it's it's just it's going to explode in your face. Yeah, that's 100 percent true. Well, um, all right. So I want to pivot just a little bit because, I mean, this is a great topic and we don't we don't hear about it much in our industry. So, again, thank you for coming on and talking about it. But one of the things that, that you talk about in, in the show today, we're talking about scaling through people, leading them, attracting agents and and growing your systems around this. So how are you guiding those that that have partnered alongside of you in your organization? How are you having this conversation with them? Yeah, I mean, for me, everything that I have learned and I'm still learning in terms of building and and growing and operating businesses, I'm conveying all that information, all of that messaging to my agents, right? So I always tell my agents, we're not all about um, slinging homes for the rest of our lives. We're not all about showing homes or listing homes until we're age 65 or 70, right? I mean, that's important. Don't get me wrong. That's an engine to get you to the places where you want to go, right? I mean, real estate is not who we are. Real estate is the vehicle to get us where we want to go and what we want to experience. Having said that, like I'm building a company, I build a brokerage where I show my agents not how, not only how to sell homes at the high level, but also build wealth, build business, right? And that can be through running a team, operating a branch, owning your own brokerage, uh, buying flips, uh, buying rental properties. I got several agents right now that are killing it with short-term rentals, with Airbnbs, right? Just showing them there's another way of generating wealth than just selling a bunch of real estate. Selling real estate is fine. It's great. But that's not the only what you should be focusing on. Yeah. Another thing, for example, that that we're really good at is the fact that you know my, my ownership in a mortgage company, uh, we're in the process of doing the same thing with a title and escrow company, um, I'm going to be selling some of the shares of those companies to my top producing agents. So they're going to have ownership of the title in a mortgage company as well. So now, again, in addition of selling real estate, in addition of of generating revenue from their team, they're also generating income from their mortgage company as well as the title company. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, you know, we're building a company and that's something that I coach and I teach is like, look, it's not just about selling a bunch of real estate. It's more about just opening up or running a business that has many different revenue streams that are coming in and ultimately will give you the opportunity to build wealth. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I hope everybody took and like writing notes down through that because that was just that's powerful. Right. And being very transparent and helping people uh, elevate their level of thinking um, as they're out slinging houses, as they're out making those sales. They need to also be thinking about the future. 
So, and you have to start somewhere, right? So, for example, I started slinging homes, right? And, I'm, you know, like, and that's, again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do, right? And we always want to make sure that the real estate sales piece of it is going, right? That's, again, that that's the engine that you got to be constantly taking care of, right? But also at the same time, you have to be open-minded, right? And expanding your horizons, right? And have other revenue streams that, that are going to be coming in, into your life, uh, not just, just selling homes for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, all right. So, uh, you know, you, you had you written down and you actually told me something like in the last six months, if there's one thing that you could share that you've learned, what would that be? Do you remember? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, any business, um, man, I mean, it's, you know, any business takes longer to build and more money to build than you anticipate, right? Than you yeah. Project. Right. So so that's the big one. Um, you know, and, and again, life of an entrepreneur is, is tough. It's 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 hard. You know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you feel like times where you're you're you, you take one step forward and two steps back, you know, and it takes longer. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that is worthwhile. And that's, again, another famous saying or a quote it takes time, you know, and, and, and building a business, building a successful brokerage, building a brokerage that is profitable, uh, building a brokerage that attracts top talent and not only attracts top talent, but also retains that talent, which is very important as well. I mean, you can attract a bunch of people, but if you're losing a bunch of people, man, you're in that roller coaster, right? And yeah, just, 100%. You know, I mean, we, like in the last three weeks, four weeks, we lost about four or five agents. Man, I was pissed. Yeah. I was not happy. I was asking myself, why are we losing these agents, you know? Well, there's it, nothing. There's nothing worse than getting that text or something like, "Hey, you got a minute?" It's like, "Oh man, I know it's coming." <laughs> it, that's the thing, and you know, obviously, you have agents that that will have that conversation with you, and and you know, you have the conversation with them, and I, you know, you know, you want them to stay, you know, but they already mm-hmm. made a decision. But you also get emails from your designated broker, just, "Hey, this guy just severed." I was like, I didn't expect this person to be severed, yep. but they severed, you know, and it happened. So. You know, attracting talent is very important, attracting agents, uh, and then, of course, you know, retaining them and making sure that they constantly see the value that you're bringing to their business. Well, and I, you know, to wrap this up, one thing I also, I also love what you said here, short, shortcut to success. I added that piece of it, but surround yourself with mentors, right? To help you lead, help guide you, because this, this life is tough to do on your own. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I would be where I'm at right now if I yeah. didn't have mentors. I yeah. always surround myself with people that guided me, that mentored me, that supported my growth, but at the same time, held me accountable. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether well, just mentors in the office, mentors, you know, outside of the industry or paid mentors, right? Paid coaches. Always, always, always had coaches, always have individuals that are there for me um, and really helped me to uh, to expand my horizons and, 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 uh, personally, you know, you know, grow and um, grow professionally as well. That's right. That's right. So no matter what level you're at, if you're an agent listening to this, that's brand new. If you're running a team, if you're a broker, owner, leader in this industry, surround yourself with awesome people. So, uh, all right. Well, everybody, we've been talking to Alan Kushmakov with Best Homes Real Estate all the way in Phoenix, Arizona. So Alan, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, if you want to learn more about Alan, check it, check out his website bestomerealestate.com.
Also, are you on Facebook? You're on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. So Facebook, Alan Kushmakov, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Alan Kushmakov. Um, and then uh, we have our own private Facebook group page called Become Best Agent. Uh, so check it out. Awesome. Well, Alan, thank you so much for being on the show today and talking about profitability. Appreciate you. Awesome, buddy. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to the channel. For more information, tools, and resources, go to www.brokertobrokerpodcast.com. And always remember, be you and be real. We'll see you on the next episode.